6, verse 2. The word of God says, like a fleeting spiral, like a flying swallow. It says, so a curse without a cause shall not alight. I don't know if we've come across that scripture. It says, like a fleeting spiral, a swallowing swallow. I mean, a fleeting spiral and a flying swallow. So it says the key word, a curse without a cause shall not alight. Amen. And when I look at that scripture so much that, why? Does that mean that if there is no cause, whatever cause that has been laid will never come to pass? And I look at the scripture so much, and I look at it so much that I see beautiful Christians, I see beautiful people, certain things working against their life, and they're trying to do what they're supposed to do. And yet, it doesn't make sense. They didn't bring a cause upon themselves. But somehow there is a cause lingering somewhere that is still coming to pass in their lives. And the question is, that God, why? Why is this thing? Why is it so? You know, and I look at myself that what God now showed me was, he took me back to Romans chapter 3, verse 23, which says that, for all have sinned and fallen short of his glory. It means that as long as there is a sin, remember the word of God says, a cause Without a, a curse, without a cause, shall not alight. So once there is sin, whatever cause has been laid down, if we, we could look at cause, not necessarily, don't look at cause as someone just cursing you. A cause could easily be a, um, some agreement that someone has made on behalf of your forefathers that may be lingering to, in the family to generation to generation to come. Amen. Even the word of God shows us in Exodus 20, verse 5 and 6, Exodus 20, verse 5 and 6. It says that you shall not bow down to serve any other God. It says, I am the Lord your God. I am a jealous God. It says, visiting what? The iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and the fourth generations of those who what? Hate me. Those who hate me simply means those who don't obey me. Those who don't believe in me. You know? And it says, but showing mercy to thousands to those who love me and what? Keep my commandments. That was the key word. Showing mercy to thousands who love me and what? Keep my, my word. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19 says, uh, Isaiah 1 verse 19 says that, uh, that if, you, if you are willing and obedient, it says you shall eat the fruit of the land. That's what Isaiah 1 19 says. So when we talk about the cause without a cause, it means that the responsibility lies with us. As long as our hands are clean, our hearts are pure, then a curse can, can never alight upon us, irrespective of what our forefathers have done. Because people talk about generation, generation, generation. And I look at it, and when people talk about deliverance, I don't look at deliverance necessarily as, you know, people tell you, come, go to a particular place, and, you know, we'll pray, we'll fast, we do all sorts of things, you know. I look at life as daily we get delivered. You know, when I mean daily, because as much as we are in relationship with God, amen, because of his presence that is with us, we are delivered. If you look at Job chapter 1 verse 8, because Job was daily in the presence of God, even Satan came and Job, and God, you know, boasted about Job. Have you seen Job, my servant, one who loves me, one who shuns evil, one who does this, does that? And Satan said, oh, I can't touch him. Uh, because you have um, protected him. You sent a bound around him and his family. He didn't just say Job, but for his entire family. But I can't touch him. That's what Satan said. 
Are you following what I'm trying to say? So it means that cause cannot alight. The enemy's plan cannot come because Job was in his presence. And in his presence, there's deliverance. I remember many years ago when I came into the faith, taking this, started taking my faith in Christ seriously. Then my older sister, who was in the faith before I, she was sharing with me that, oh, Sirigo, you need deliverance. You know, like in those days, you know, like um, my grandma had a shrine in the house. My mother went. It's like they had like two gods in the house. Basically, they did all manner of things, you know. But I, I, I wasn't convicted. I said, I don't need to go. She said, because of all those things. But one thing I remember very well, it was the first time I did a 21-day liquid fast. And that was the season I was doing that fast. And I remember that in that period when I was fast, I didn't go for any deliverance to me, one prophet or so. But I knew that as I was reading the word, genuinely, as I sought the, Lord, the Lord's face genuinely, God began to show me, began to show me revelations of things in, in visions, and, you know, and so on and so forth, that I will wake up because of the prayer and I will begin to tear some snakes, you know, in the visions, you know. And that was the deliverance. I didn't need to, but because... Is his presence. The problem is that the Christian that wants, this is my understanding, wants to go here and go there because they're not willing, they're not ready to pay the price to be in his presence. So they want to contract somebody to do it for them. Are you following trying to say? Uh-huh. But the problem is that with that is that I look at it as God expects us. It's like, if you remember the scripture, uh, I mean, not, I'm just paraphrasing now. This wasn't part of the message. I don't know what I'm just saying. I guess God wants someone to just hear this, this day. You know, when God gave the, the land, when God promised the children of Israel the land, the promised land, with milk and, you know, milk and honey on the land, what did God say? When they moved in, God said what? I will not give you the entire land at once. He says, as you grow, guess what? He said that if I give you the land at once, it says what lions and the wild animals in the land will what? We encroach and will destroy some of you. However, as you grow out, as your capacity increases, then I'll begin to give you more because you'll be inquiring more. You'll be inquiring more. So I look at it as when someone does go for deliverance, because spiritually the capacity has not increased to a certain level, and they come and they clear the land. And maybe your capacities right now for that complete deliverance is supposed to be, let's say, assume, praying two hours in a day or three hours a day. And you are still praying 30 minutes a day. And the man comes and gives you a capacity and delivers for you. Three, you know, and you come in and you're sitting 30 days. What's going to happen? The animals will command us, you know, and they stay. That's what the Bible Jesus Christ addresses. He says, when the house has been cleaned, you know, Wipe clean, and it says that the enemy is a roaring lion. He keeps going and coming back, keeps going and coming back, seeking women. He never said the enemy comes, and he now finds the house empty and clean. He says, But he comes back with even more wicked demons than himself and occupies that place, and the state of that person is worse. So sometimes I look at this in that what God is interested is interested in you individually. Are you following trying to say? And it's a price that everybody has to pay. You know, he's not looking at it as pay. The truth is, I'm so sorry for overrunning. I wish I'm, I'm, I'm really, please forgive me. You know, uh, there's just so much to say. Uh, you know, if, if you look at Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30, 
Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30. And we'll touch on this a bit in the midweek. And I read, Jesus said, Come to me, all you who labor and what are heaven lady, laden. It says, And I will give you rest. It says, Take my yoke upon you, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus said something. He says, for all of you who are labor and heaven laden, we are in Christ because we know that there is no other way than through Jesus Christ. We are in Christ because we know it is more difficult outside there than in Christ. But yet Christ is saying that as much as you come to me, he said, take my yoke. That means as coming to Christ is not just free. There is still a yoke to take from him. And he now says that, he said, but he said, and learn from me. He says, I'm gentle. He said, but my yoke is very upon you. It's very easy. My burden is light. So it's not just for us to come to Christ and just say, well, I love what I want to do. No. The yoke and the burden simply means that there are certain conditions to it. And if you look at the yoke in those days of an animal, they put it over the cow or the, 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 the bull, you know, and the, the, the shepherd turns it wherever he wants it to go. If I'm trying to say, but the more the, 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 the animal tries to resist, the more the, 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 it becomes harder for, um, for the animals or so. So when Christ, we've come into Christ, it simply means that there are certain things that is expected, required of us, that we as his children must be willing. Because we have, he didn't, didn't force us to come to him. We, on our own choice, decided to come. So if we have decided to come, then hence we need to totally submit to him and take his own because it is light and it is easier. That's what Christ is saying. So when we talk about a cause without a cause and not a light, it just simply means we just doing, fulfilling everything that Christ requires of us to fulfill. I'll just stop here because there's so much to say. But I pray that God will just, will just help us to understand it more deeper in Jesus' name. Let's just take ourselves before God and just, and just thank God. And just ask God for grace. And just ask him for grace um, to, to, to follow him, the grace to, to study, the grace to fast, the grace uh, uh, to do his will. It should rest upon us in the name of Jesus Christ. Everything about him is easier. Um, let's just ask him for grace. Our Father, just grant me grace. There's so much more about you. There's so much I don't understand. There's so much, so much I need to know about you. Father, just give me this grace to come deeper in you. Give me this grace to come closer to you. Give me this grace to, to, set my, to get my priorities right in the name of Jesus. Just come and help us, oh God. Uh. Come and help us to become better people. Uh. Come and help us to become uh, better people that you, Almighty God, can truly boast about in the name of Jesus. Come and help us to become the kind of people that you can express and just use us to tell people others, use, other, use, to, use, other, use us to encourage other people to come into your kingdom, oh God. Father, just help us. We just bless and praise you for in Jesus'